Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Travel Eat Surf podcast. My name's Josh, author of TravelEatSurf.com and I'll be taking you through a weekly update on the world of surf and some of the foodie topics touched on on the blog. I set up Travel Eat Surf about 18 months ago as a way of sharing my passion for food and surf. Uh, now, before we get started and uh, you want to hear stories of epic bombs and uh, you know getting barreled, uh, very unlikely, um, I'm not a bad cook, but I'm a terrible surfer. Um, but it's a way of documenting my kind of journey um, from being a beginner through to hopefully one day being able to paddle out into, you know, good surf. Uh, and also, you know, share kind of the day-to-day um, stories of, uh, you know, world surf, but also uh, British surf in particular. So let's jump straight in and take a look at what's been going on in the world of surf this week. So the big news this week is the uh, the climax of the Beach Waver Maui Pro, um, which was uh, won by uh, Carissa Moore. Um, third time winning I think this uh, competition uh, and she finished it off with a perfect 10 you know it's just kind of what more could you be asking for um, but really you know that kind of was uh, although obviously a wonderful ending to the year for Carissa uh, it was kind of trumped I suppose by um, Steph Gilmore um, you know being confirmed as uh, a seven times world champion now um, and you know that is such a, an enormous achievement, um, you know, tied now with Lane Beachley uh, on seven, uh, and both of them obviously just behind uh, Kelly Slater on 11. Um, but what I love about uh, Steph is just the way she surfs. Uh, you know, she's probably my favourite surfer to watch, um, and you know, in any condition, uh, really just because of the style and the flow that she has on the wave um, is just beautiful to watch. And, uh, you know, huge uh hugely stoked to to see that she she got it uh and i'm really looking forward to her kind of uh continuing i think she's going to go on and get another one at least um and you know i'm really hoping that she'll be at uh, the olympics in 2020 as well uh, which hoping to get to 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 see that um because you know but just massive well done for everyone here at travel eat surf uh to steph gilmore so we also had the Jaws Challenge, a uh, big wave uh, competition, and that was won in the end by Billy Kemper, um, who took on uh, Kai Lenny in the final. Uh, but just to see some of the uh, the waves that these guys were charging uh, is just insane, uh, and and you know big wave surfing, how it can even come down to a competition in the end is just uh, crazy. You know all these guys are just taking on such epic waves um, that you know. It's it's a completely different world. Um, on the kind of complete polar opposite at the moment, um, the uh, longboard championships in Taiwan have just kicked off, uh, and again, it's you know such a a, um, a flip from you know big wave surfing to just watching some of these guys, uh, you know, stepping along the boards and and riding these perfect little waves in in Taiwan. Uh, so I'll be looking to uh, look forward to seeing some more of that. So as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, I'm not a great surfer. Uh, in fact, I'm a terrible surfer. Um, but recently on the on the blog, I wrote a piece about you know why we surf, um, and especially really these uh, people like me who, you know, we don't live near the sea. Uh, for us, you know, we may get to go out, uh, you know, three or four times a year if we're lucky. 
Um, and, you know, why do we keep doing it to ourselves? Um, a, you know, a great example was, uh, I think it was last year, uh, check the forecast, you know, there was a bit of swell on the south coast, put the board on the roof, packed the car, left early in the morning, got down, uh, parked the car, got changed, climbed up huge, um, you know, sandbank uh only to see a completely flat sea uh you know there wasn't even a ripple um and you know where do you go from that uh but the thing that i keep coming back to is you know even um that experience of just kind of getting excited in the morning checking the forecast uh and you know getting all ready and and, and heading down to to the sea um you know from the very beginning it's a constant buzz um and really you know at the end of the day you get into the sea and you know you paddle around a bit or you know if the waves are there then you kind of try and catch a couple um and you know just to be bobbing about in the ocean uh is amazing and and one of the things that i find is you know all these kind of disappointments um are what build into just such an amazing feeling when you do catch a wave um, and, you know, I do mean like catch some white water into the beach. Um, so, you know, the kind of days of dreaming about, uh, you know, riding green water, for example, um, it, it's all building up to that for me. Uh, and one day I know that I will be able to do that. Um, and, you know, you get frustrated or, you know, you get annoyed, um, but that it's part of the journey um, and just making sure that every experience and every time you're in the water, you're you're learning and you're progressing and you're enjoying that moment um, is, you know, that's what it's all about. Uh, last time we were in Cornwall uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, I went out a couple of times, um, you know, I ripped a wetsuit, I broke a leash. <laughs> um, you know, I've probably caught three waves all week. Um but I learned from that. I enjoyed just being in the water and, and watching other surfers out there. You know, it's it's so nice to be kind of sat on a board and paddling around and trying to catch these waves, um, only to kind of you know look up and see other surfers who are catching the waves and you know putting in some turns and you can see what they're doing and, and hope that one day you'll be at that level. So, you know, for everyone out there who's in a similar um, place, um, you know, keep sharing your stories with us on Travel Eat Surf because, um, you know, it, I think it's, it's really helpful for, you know, people to be able to bounce ideas off of each other um, and, you know, um, share your experiences, share your, you, you know, your, your bad times and, uh, and hopefully we can all just continue to enjoy our surfing, uh, progress and, and, and see where it takes us uh, and enjoy the journey. So every year or so we go down to Cornwall as a, as a family and, and this was the first time um, my daughter was with us. Uh, she's just uh, about 14 months and a uh, nephew as well uh, who's a similar age. Um, and so one of the things that we always do and always enjoy doing as a family is, is going out for something to eat. Um, and this was kind of the first time that we weren't able to kind of go out and, you know, dine in the evening and, and kind of that type of thing. Um, and one of the places we tried was a, a restaurant in Padstow called Bergs and Fish. Um, now, for those who don't know it uh, or have just seen the name, or it's a, it's you know it's a restaurant down there that they kind of use a uh, an open charcoal grill to cook their food. Um, and obviously, as the name kind of suggests, burgers 
uh, and fish are their main um, kind of dishes. Um, now, for anyone that's uh, kind of in the Padstow area or, or heading down there next year or whatever, definitely check them out. Uh, wonderful restaurant, uh, kind of, you know, it's the type of place where if you've been surfing all day and, uh, you know, your other half's been sat on the beach or, or whatever and you need to kind of treat them a little bit, it's a, it's a nice place to go. Um, you know, you, you're having some really nice food, but in quite a relaxed atmosphere um, and, and some really nice drinks as well can highly recommend the uh, espresso martini for those who like cocktail uh, and also um, the pilsner uh, which was made especially by Padstow Brewing Company uh, which is lovely lovely uh, lovely beer um, what the for those that want to check out the full review it is on the blog uh, but what it got me thinking was about the the world burgers um, you know it's probably one of the um, most popular uh, foods to eat uh, all around the world um, and you know you've got such a, a difference you know cheap um, fast food restaurants um, through to you know places like burger and fish that are doing you know kind of really nice burgers uh, and you know pricey burgers as well and um, when we were down there and um, my wife had the full english burger um which was including bacon and a fried egg and black pudding uh, and i had the holy cow which was kind of like their signature burger uh and contained you know different types of uh, of beef um you know in in one burger um now you know what makes a good burger um you know at the end of the day mcdonald's hugely successful um selling you know what they what they do um and you know we past you know say 10 years i'd say uh, we've had a really big increase in the number of gourmet uh, burgers on offer um and you know is it worth it you know sometimes you kind of think well you know it's a burger and it's you know eight nine pounds um you know, why am i paying this much um but you know for me i think part of it is is just down to obviously the quality of meat and the, the quality of the the actual burger that you're getting um you know it's so much flavor can be got out of um, some really good cuts of meat and you know a really good burger patty is a really enjoyable thing to eat um and, and what really annoys me uh about places um like mcdonald's is is their lack of creativity you know the the burgers at burgers and fish for example really interesting high quality uh, ingredients but really interesting ideas as well um, and really nicely put together um, when i was in new york for our uh, honeymoon a couple of years ago uh, we went to shake shack uh, i'm not sure uh, you know i'm sure many of you have been there um, and you know some of their burgers were just really really good and, and really interesting um so you know it doesn't take a lot what i can't understand when you see um you know some of the adverts on for mcdonald's burgers uh and you know it's kind of like oh yes here's the the swiss burger special edition and all they have done is put a slightly different cheese on it uh and it's unbelievable that kind of that is is how they see themselves as being able to provide a new product so um you know if if i was to give kind of my top tips um for if you're going to do some burgers at home for example um first of all um try and get some really good quality beef mints um now when i say really good quality i'm not necessarily 
you know, don't go out and buy Wagyu beef. Um, but, you know, find a local butcher um, who will be able to kind of mince you some, some fresh steak mints. Um, and, you know, make sure that what you're buying is, is going to taste good. Because, you know, sometimes you, you buy mints and, and actually it's not actually going to taste of anything. Uh, the next thing really is to add as kind of little as possible to your burger patty because um, really what you want to do is to you know season it uh, you know maybe add some kind of a little bit of mustard powder or you know if you want to really finely chop some onions um, but make sure you get it, you know really nice and fine uh, maybe grate it um, to kind of make sure that you can get it really nice and small the next thing uh, that's really key and I think often people kind of um miss is is to really get your hands into the mixture um and really and you know, almost knead it like you would a dough because um, really what you want to do is you want to make sure um that you you keep going until it becomes um sticky and it sticks in like a, a ball in itself you know you can always pick it up by a little bit of it and it will hold its shape as a whole because um, what this will do is that when you then make it into the patty, it will hold together, um, which, you know, if you're barbecuing a burger or you're cooking it on the hob or whatever, uh, there's nothing worse than it falling apart in the pan uh, or, or half it disappearing down the grill into the flames. Um, so what you want to do is make sure that you um, you, you get it nearly nice and, uh, and kind of formed. Um, What's a really nice tip is if to, if you wet your hands when you're shaping uh, the patties as well. That way it doesn't kind of stick to your hands as much. Um, obviously it makes cleaning up a bit easier as well. Um, and then also if you just oil the burger um, and then when you put it into the pan or onto the um, the grill, um, don't touch it. Don't faff with it. Don't play with it. Just leave it uh, and then let it, you know, give it a good couple of minutes. And then turn it over once and give it a good couple of minutes on the other side. Uh, and, you know, if, if you're really worrying about, you know, whether it's cooked through or anything like that, then, you know, my suggestion is to get a really cheap uh, thermometer like you would use for, um, you know, you get some really good cheap ones now um, for brewing or for kind of like um, jam making, that type of thing. Um, and just check that you know it's above 70 degrees in the center of the burger and you're good to go and that will save you with that kind of constant worry on you want to keep playing with it and then really it's just about putting together you know how you want your burger to be some people you know, love it just really simple a uh, bit of cheese um, others go all out you know you can theme your burgers you could do chinese style burgers and, and flavor the meat and add some kind of different toppings um you know mexican whatever you want really um but just put a bit of thought into it um plan your toppings um, nicely so that you can kind of have a, a clear idea of what that burger is uh, which i think is always really nice especially when you're entertaining you know if you want people to kind of put it together themselves and that's great if you want to kind of uh, make it a bit more interesting um you can kind of say look what we're having you know um french burgers today and we're going to have you know some garlic mayonnaise we're going to have a little bit of blue cheese on there or, or whatever um let us know drop us um you know through some comments on you know what burgers you like what you you know your ideas that you have and um yeah we'll we'll come back to that and in a future episode as well 
so that brings us to the end of our first episode of the Travel Eat Surf podcast. Uh, I hope you've all enjoyed listening. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, putting this together uh, and I look forward to doing it each week going forward. Um, if anyone's got any comments or any ideas for, for future shows, uh, I'd love to hear them. Hit us up on uh, Travel Eat Surf on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter uh, or on the blog directly. Um, and yeah, I mean, any ideas you've got, gratefully received and uh look forward to um you know being here again next week uh big love to everyone um and again a huge well done to steph gilmore uh on what has been an amazing uh journey and hopefully she can keep it going big love and welcome to the fifth episode of the Travel Eat Surf podcast. Uh, I'm Josh Blackburn of uh, TravelEatSurf.com. Those who have been uh, tuning in for our previous episodes uh, may have heard now that we have uh, a nice little jingle to start the show with. Um, big thanks to Phil Twight, uh, a good friend uh, and also a fellow surfer who uh, who put that together for us. Um, Bit, bit of a shout out to him, but also to the Frail, uh, which is a band he currently plays in. Uh, it's kind of like a, a covers band, but um, doing some more kind of uh, un, well less well known songs uh, that they're covering. So yeah, big thanks to him, uh, and check out the Frail on uh, Facebook uh, and listen to some of their songs. Uh, really good band. We're only just starting uh, twenty nineteen, the New Year's uh, kind of you know fifteen sixteen days in now. Uh, but we've already got surf competitions uh, going on. Uh, the Florida Pro is currently underway. Uh, if you log in at the moment and check out um, WSL, you can see the streaming for that. Um, and then also um, the um, QTS event uh, down in Israel is kind of on hold at the moment. I think they're about round five. Um, so check out that as well. Uh, I think the women's competition um, has started up in Florida um, and then... The CT events are starting uh, towards the end of March, beginning of April, depending on uh, forecasts. Uh, I'd be really excited to see that kicking off. But um, yeah, keeping on the QTS events, I'll be bringing you updates each week on what's been going on and, uh, and enjoy watching some of the surfing. <laughs>